0: For those who remember, for those who will never forget, and for a whole new generation who will experience it for the very first time. Welcome to Knights of Vader, a Star Wars podcast. It is April 29th, 2018, and we're talking Star Wars Resistance. Check out our sponsor, SkywardFunSupply.com. From Punko Pops to three and three quarter inch figures and all the way to six inch black series. Skywardfunsupply.com is your home for Star Wars toys. My name is Zach Weber. Tonight I am joined by Mark. Hello, everyone. And Zanger. How do you want better? Why is Gamora? That's a a hint, folks, to listen through to the whole episode. All right, folks. So this week. The whole episode. The whole episode, not just part one. All right, folks. So this week. On April 26th, which was last Thursday, it was announced that we are getting a Star Wars TV series called Star Wars Resistance, which has been very subtly hinted at for months now. The TV show will take place during the pre Force Awakens era, during the, to this day, we still don't know what it's called, the rise of the First Order. Uh, Right, Mark? We haven't really, there's been no term that's coined what what we call the, the sequel trilogy era. Rise of the First Order, I believe. Is that official? I don't know. I know we talked about that with Jack, but I, I don't think I don't think they've. I don't think they, it's like you have the the Clone Wars, Galactic Civil War, the Old Republic. We got thirty years. That's just called the thirty years between Return of the Jedi and The Force Awakens.
1: I mean, you're, you're talking about the period between the uh, Return of the, the Jedi and, times. and the. Force Awakens, right? You're talking about that thirty year period, right? Yes.
0: That, that that's what we call it. That's what it's oh, called. Even I, the character the characters call it that. Like I was reading like the new Han Solo book, and Han Solo turns around during Lando goes, It's really weird being in between Return of the Jedi and the Force Awakens. And Lando says what? And Hunton says, Huh? And it just moves on all of a sudden from that. There's no explanation. And they start talking about something else. Uh, uh that was a bad joke. This. Uh-huh. It was a bad joke. Um, but no, this new TV series will have guest appearing appearances from Oscar Isaac and Gwendolyn Christie. Perhaps now Captain Phasma can actually kind of do something remotely badass other than being uh, cannon fodder.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It will also f- uh, feature BB-8 in a very prominent role because, of course, gotta got sell that merchandise. Gotta sell that merchandise. Okay, it's created by Dave Filoni, but it's being executively produced by Athena Portillo behind Clone Wars and Rebels. But it's worth noting, though, is that it's also by Brandon Alman, who did Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, no mention of the 45 series that have, have that name, which incarnation that is. And, I'm assuming um, Turtles and time. I'm assuming the third one, the bad one, the worst I one. Know what, okay, how do you determine good versus bad? But there's like 45 Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles
2: series. First they two live-action ones good. Third live-action one we don't TV speak
0: TV oh, shows.
2: Uh, the one from the early '90s, and then there's other stuff that you ignore.
0: All right, this guy Brandon did it. Did the 2013 one?
2: Blast me, get it out of here.
0: The 2013
2: to 17
0: one? Yeah, sure. Why not? Okay. Um, he also is responsible for those really crummy uh, Marvel anime movies from like the early 2010s, like Hulk and Iron Man versus like the. the Wait, the, which?
2: You need to define which ones, because a handful of those are good.
0: Uh, H- Iron Man, Hulk, Heroes United. Okay, no. Uh, uh, here's another one: Iron Man, Captain America, Heroes United. Okay, you're 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 swinging and missing hard here. Yes, they they have like five point five out of ten ratings on IMDb, so I would imagine. If
2: it was Captain like America. the the Hulk versus one, that one's good.
0: Also, he did Dead Space Aftermath and Dante's Inferno and Animated Epic.
2: Oh, the. The Visceral Games movie franchise—I mean, anime franchise. Speaking is that what of that's Switch, called which um, that had Mark Hamill featuring
0: a voice in one of them. Of course it did. So, guys, what do we think of this new TV series? Mark, you go ahead.
1: I mean, first of all, the, the announcement was so random. Uh, second, going to be my say, its centered around this character that we've never met before. It's you know joining the resistance, and the other characters will be more like. I'm not sure that uh, the article didn't quite describe it, if they're going to be like sidekicks or they're just going to be like, you know, uh peripheral characters. you know, they, they show up every now and then just to like kind of guide this uh, main character. I don't know. Um, I'm sure there's going to be a supporting, you know, cast of uh, characters. Um, you know, besides this one character and usually it is with things like this. Not, not so much like a, Rebels type of thing, you know, a group of five folks and droid type of thing, but I don't know, we'll see. I see some people in the, uh, in, the tw- in the replies of the, the Star Wars tweet, like some of them are like, "Oh, come on, you don't saturate us with Star Wars and this and that." I'm like, guys, it's just a it's just a cartoon series. Relax, you know. I have to watch it. Not like putting out three Star Wars movies in a year or something like that. But, um, I mean, I, I kind of had a feeling this was going to happen because, you know, Rebels just, as a series, just ended. So, and, you know, it was it's not surprising considering that they had hired some, like, lady that had to do with, like, animation or something uh, a couple months back, that you know, to write a new show a couple months back. Uh, also, Dave Filoni, uh, his role was uh, upgraded, you know, a couple months ago instead of being just, the, like, the... uh person supervising just rebels he's supervising all of uh, you know all of the uh tv series stuff I, I, at least he animated I'm, i may be wrong on this one but you um but anyways um so it's not so surprising to come up with this uh, the only thing that was surprising is you know the premise of the show but i'm not surprised by it zanger
2: it's dave filoni so i'm sure it's gonna build up a ton of Characters that we all fall in love with, and then not really very up closure because it will lead into the next series. Oh wait, he's just like overseeing this, still going with the same answer. Then
0: Zinger's <laughs> very cynical about these projects.
2: Oh no, I love them. Trust me, I I love the stuff, everything to do with it. But it's kind of like it, it, every, every series. Like I'm I'm very sad that, of course, you know. Clone Wars couldn't have the closure that it needed. And the last series just kind of set up for whatever he's doing next. So I'm like, there's, I I felt like the only closure you got was, hey, they saved Lethal," And then Cricket Uh Sounds. No, sorry, sorry. Space Cricket Sounds.
0: Well, all we know for certain is that it will involve uh, wolves and Ahsoka, the sun capacity. Other than that, it's like, we have no idea. Sky's the limit, but there will be wolves and Ahsoka will be somehow sprinkled into this. Maybe we'll find out what she flew off to do. Maybe we'll yeah, find out why why her ship is that sort of shape so Zenger can get closure on that.
2: Yes, that is the most awkward. H- how do you dock?
0: I think it just hovered. I told you, that ship is very similar to Obi-Wan's in Revenge of the Sith when he goes and sees Padme. And that ship just kind of floats there. <laughs> it does. Go watch Revenge of the Sith. It just floats there. They're really Doc, It just he just climbs onto it. It's just there. Apparently, it just perpetually hovers.
2: Well, I'm sorry, I didn't notice it doing that without the rubbing vaseline on the bottom of the lens.
0: Well, come on, that's what they're gonna do. They're gonna say they do that for rebels. They they, uh, they did that for Rebels, She couldn't see. They smeared it onto like the animation cell. Yeah. And when that and that didn't work, Dave Filoni went to every single viewer's household, all like two million of them, and smeared like vaseline on their <laughs> eyes. So They couldn't see it either. It was painful. It was painful for everybody. Was like, ah, I love Ahsoka, but my eyes are tearing. It's because <laughs> I love her so much, not because of the petroleum jelly.
2: Uh, no, because the blood. The blood is what?
0: everywhere. What? <laughs> no, from, from the smearing in the eyes, man. You're, if you believe in the eyes, because someone smeared Vaseline in them, that that I you might want to go see a doctor for more than one reason. All right, but uh, Star Wars Resistance and do a description. It, it, it is a series focused on. Kazudu Ziono I hope I'm pronouncing who? that correctly bless yes, you. Who? yes, bless you Gesundheit. Uh A young pilot recruited by the Resistance And tasked with a top secret mission to spy on the growing threat to the First Order It will premiere this fall on Disney Channel in the US And thereafter on Disney on XD around the world Wait this is, Okay, it will premiere on Disney Channel and then air regularly on XD Okay like how they did with uh, Rebels. Rebels premiered on the regular channel and then just disappeared to the cable ghetto, which is Disney XD. Um, in the description, Dave Filoni describes it as very reminiscent of World War II with both aircraft and fighter pilots. I wouldn't have a problem with that except for the fact that every single era of Star Wars now has to be tied to World War II. Um, like It works for, for the uh, Galactic Civil War. It does not work for Clone Wars. It does not work for the sequel trilogy era. You cannot have everything based off World War Two. Like I, I, I get it. A lot happened. A lot of things are iconic of that Art Deco style and just how things are, how the planes were designed. But it's like, come on, man, you gotta be creative. You gotta go outside your comfort zone. But, but other than but that, you're I, missing
2: the most important thing we need to know. Do, what? do 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 planes with props in the front of them work in space?
0: I noticed that in the art design, it's a really ugly looking X wing.
2: Yeah, just just saying. Or, or when it gets in space, the props stop and then they? trigger something i don't know i'm gonna joke
0: here i'm thinking it might be like uh anakins from the micro series yeah i'm thinking they might be doing something like that because if you look at if you look at the x-wing it does not have the the turbines in the same location that the uh the uh, i guess the original trilogy ones and the sequel trilogy ones do so i'm thinking it's some sort of either prototype or modified one
2: so what you're saying is they designed it a certain way. Then went, no, we're going to completely redesign it. Then they're going to go back to the design they kind of had originally just with the engines as half circles instead of full circles.
0: Talking about this or for the sequel trilogy? Oh, wait, this is supposed to take place. Right before the sequel trilogy.
2: Yeah. So because they went from the X-Wings in, of course, the Galactic Civil War to the Resistance X-Wings, which the only thing they changed is they sort of did half circle.
0: Yeah.
2: Engines. So, but then this one takes place in between. So, what did they did they have some step there that they just completely went in a different direction with the X wing design, and then went, nah, this isn't a good idea."
0: I don't know. Like I guess if you look at the image, um, it shows the the engine coming out in the back, like Poe's did during the Last Jedi. It has like the thing modified on the back. They might be going with that. I don't know. This could be a very early concept rendering. Like, this is all we had. Like, it's funny. This thing comes out in September. So that's what five month less than five months away, and all we have is a vague paragraph. Oh, you know what this probably is. This is probably
2: like a training X wing. I guess. Like they're probably like they probably have them like at flight academy, like not use real X wings because they're too powerful or something. Sure, why not? Yeah, but you do bring up a good point of why the heck if this is coming out in September, is this the only thing we got?
0: I and mean, also why didn't they wait until May the fourth to announce this?
2: Why didn't they wait till May the fourth? Yeah. Maybe they'll have a trailer then. Maybe that's to get people excited for May the fourth. It's to be like, hey, we we announced this. Is there well, a trailer? I mean, no. Well,
0: I'm thinking but the I reason should why look they, on the air now May fourth. Well, I'm thinking the reason why they didn't give us anything, uh, well, they didn't announce this on May fourth. I think we're getting some major news. Considering there's not a celebration this year, I think. We're we're getting that numb. We're either getting. I'm like, I think they're gonna leave Ryan jo- Ryan Johnson alone for a little while. Leave him alone. Because I think he's a, he's a little too toxic right now. But I think we're probably if, if we're gonna get anything, we're either getting the we're getting the Boba Fett or the Obi wan movie. It Has to be one or the other. I Think it, it has to be that Obi wan thing's been gestating too long. You and McDonald isn't getting any younger. Gregor. No, it's McDonald. Is it? If you have to ask that, you're not. Doing no, I was right. like, I was like, wait a second. He's you and McDonald to me. Um. So yeah, I think we're getting announced May the Fourth. Or let me let me rephrase that. I am betting very heavily on that because I have nothing planned for next week's episode because you can only talk about solo for so much. So if there is not a major May the Fourth announcement, there better be another movie out that we can kind of talk about that's not Star Wars related we can just tag to the the end of a brief mention of another episode. There we go. John McGregor. Making me think I'm crazy. All right, Mark. Anything else you want to say about Star Wars Resistance?
1: No, I think that's it. I'm yeah. When, when when did it say it was gonna come out? Like when, when
0: was it? This
2: premiere? fall. Okay. Is there Which a date? Probably starts in September.
0: But yes. okay, Mark. We'll put it this way: it can start anytime, starting September 21st, all the way to what December 21st. Yeah. Yes. So I, well, That'll be fun to see what happens.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think it'll be. Let's let's wait and see what you know what it is. It's going to be wolves. <laughs> Lots of wolves. Tons of wolves.
0: All right. Is that it? Yeah, I'm good. All right. You good, Mark?
2: Uh,
1: I'm good. Yeah.
0: All right. So concludes this episode of the Knights of Vader, a Star Wars podcast. Make sure to follow us on Twitter at KOV podcast. Check out SkywardFunSupply.com for all your toy needs. If you like what you hear, please rate, review, and subscribe to us on iTunes. And please share us with your friends and family if you like to torture them. For questions, comments, concerns, or snide remarks, contact me, Zach, on Twitter, at Rogue Knight, K-N-I-T-E, and on the Cinematos Podcast, where we interviewed Ryan Katzenbach, the director of Titanic Seeing the Myths. So if you like Titanic, make sure to check that out. It's very interesting. Where can people find you guys?
1: You can find me at Mark Van Patriot.
2: You can't park uh, my my podcast here, uh, Earth's Closed, today, buddy. Bye. 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 Uh, hey guys. Yeah? Um, felt kind of short this week. I mean, is that just me?
0: Nah, it seemed pretty weak this episode. Oh. I mean,
2: we all saw Infinity War. Why don't we Uh, talk about that?
0: But but it's not Star Wars related,
2: though. Oh, so you're talking about the movie that starts out with some ship being chased by a bigger ship, and then the bad guys come onto that ship and beat the living crap out of everyone on said ship? Doesn't ring of Star Wars to
0: you at all? Well, it is oddly disappointing, much like The Force Awakens, so I can't argue with that. And it's the Empire Strikes Back of the um, Marvel Universe? And they turn Iron Man into Carbonite at the end, so I think we have to discuss it. I think. Hey, Xenia, hey, hey, yeah. spo- spoiler warning before we get into that. I agree. It is, it is weird that part where Spider-Man is wearing Tony Stark's clothes. That is, that is kind of weird. So I, th- I think, Zenger, now that we have to talk about Infinity War, because I don't think anywhere else on the internet you'll find Infinity War coverage other than on a Star Wars podcast. No,
2: you won't find it on this ep- this week's episode of Zignus at all. Definitely not. That's a Justice
0: League episode, I hear. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> totally. Do you agree, Mark? Should we talk about Infinity War?
1: Yeah, let's talk about it. It's was exciting. All so, right. many so many
2: questions.
0: Oh, yeah, I get right.
2: to answer questions from Mark.
0: Yeah, and Fandy War Talk. That's exactly what everybody wants to hear on a Star Wars podcast. Marvel MCU nonsense. Bye bye, listener.
2: <laughs> End of April Fools, ha huh? yeah, this is actually being recorded in April. <laughs> bye he'll bye. Hear it later. Later.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, I think he'll be on board for this. He'll be on board for this. Okay, so I only got one person on board still. We can't disenfranchise our one listener. Yay. <laughs> All right, so we are talking Infinity War. All right, Zinger, I'll let you take this. You, I'll let you lead this off.
2: Am I supposed to say what I thought of it? Or? Sure. Whatever, okay.
0: whatever you want to say, you, you, you can recount. You know what we can do for fun fulfill, or Just name all the characters in this movie.
2: That would take a while, and I, I actually enjoyed this movie a lot. Um, Ten Years of Marvel, no joke. I, I, If you had told me 11 years ago that this was going to happen... I would have not believed you, and I would have said, oh, well, they're going to do it, but they're going to mess it up completely, or it's not going to be the way it should have been done. And I left the theater very impressed and very happy, but my one criticism is I felt like, since this is technically a two-parter, I did feel like I really can't truly, truly judge this movie until I've seen both, both parts of it, so... My standing, uh, I, I do have a standing review of it. Of it was amazing, and I loved it.
0: What, what a novel perspective on this film! Thank
2: you. I know me really going outside the box today.
0: Mark, what did you think of Infinity War?
1: It was a very uh, culminating film.
0: It was very movie. It was v- much like
1: Saddam Hussein. It was very film. Pretty much kind of summarizing um, a lot of things in the last three uh, MCU phases. Um, Yeah, and this was hinted on actually from in the first Avengers movie. If you recall, you know at the very end uh, in that post-credit scene, right off the bat. I mean, we we so far we had only seen before this movie we had only seen three uh, Thanos appearances. You know, post-credit scene of of the first Avengers movie, the uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, the first one
0: where we kind of actually. Mark, Mark, give your opinion on the film. Don't recap Thanos appearances.
1: No, no, I'm just saying that um, I just – well, I'm
0: giving background to my
1: opinion of the film.
0: Um, Mark, assume yeah. everybody's seen – Mark, this movie made $250 million this weekend. People mm. know how, what appearances of Thanos has been in. Wait, how is much it, is it up to now? $250 million is the current estimate for the weekend.
2: Oh, man. Is that including today?
0: Uh, well
2: – Whatever day est-
0: this is that we record? Yes, it is including whatever day this is that we're recording. Right, Ooh, so... Um, oh, I'm,
2: I'm sorry, guys, I gotta leave, I gotta go see it again.
1: <laughs> but no, I, I think, like, well, you know, like, all these appearances, all these, uh, you know, all these appearances pretty much hint that this was happening, and I think, um, as far as my opinion of it, is that I think it delivered, at least as a first chapter of a, of a two-parter. Uh, one, sorry, I, I wouldn't call it a chapter, because it makes it sound like it's a multi- bunch of chapters, but... Uh, yeah, you know, as far as the two, as far as the big the first one of the two parter, I think it I think it was satisfying. Um, I can't wait to see more, but you know I want to see how it goes down at the end because it really left in a very like serious cliffhanger. Um, it left on the
0: all is lost moment, right? Oh, for the record, we probably should just say spoiler warning. Like, like, like the spoiler gate is coming down if you have not seen this film if you're one of the three people who have not made it to your local multiplex and paid Disney to see this movie um please turn it off now we are we are delving deep into the spoiler well would you think that's fair to say right guys we're not going to hold back any any spoiler going, thoughts
2: i'm going deep
0: I'm Go going deep, deep into that well
1: Real Can tell everybody
0: how how uh, how iron man got frozen in carbonite yes spoiler warning uh, everybody turns to dust except for Pretty much half of the Avengers. No, and no, no. Most, and
2: more. More importantly, the original Avengers, for the most part, are still left.
0: And, and Rocket Raccoon, people. and Okoye.
2: Nebula. Akoya or Okoye. Okoye.
0: Okoye. Okay. Nebula. Nebula.
2: Um, I feel like I'm missing somebody.
0: Rocket. Um. um did uh, Max I... turn to dust? Yeah. Drax uh, did. Yep, Star Lord did. Spider Man yep. did. Doctor yep. Strange did. Yep. nobody survived on Team Iron Man. All like Team Iron Man went, went straight. Except into the for grave. Nebula. Except for Nebula, but she wasn't there that long. Um, Thor survived. Yep. Uh, oh my God, um, M'Baku survived. Like, come on. Like yeah. if anybody. Like if anybody needed to survive, was M'Baku. Like I'm. I'm happy yeah. about that.
2: Wait, wait. Who survived? Don Cheadle on? survived. I'm sorry. Oh 14. yeah, Don Cheadle
0: survived. That was. I, I, yeah. I get Falcon's gone.
2: Well, he, he technically was part of the original, like, why the heck? But the, well, the good question is why the heck wasn't he in the first Avengers movie more? But that's a different. That's a discussion for a different time. But yeah. Oh, yeah,
0: but he's, he's, he's phase one,
2: though. He's a phase one character. But two phase one people bit the dust hard in the after credits, uh, Nick Fury and Maria Hill, which actually the other day I was wondering, I wonder what they're up to. Oh, and yeah. I found out very quickly at the end of the movie, oh, being the dead. Being the dead,
0: okay. This for the record. Oh, and uh, Scarlet Mark- Witch. Oh, Scarlet Witch lived.
2: No, she bit it.
0: Oh, she bit it too. Okay.
2: Yeah. After all that emotion, she bit it hard.
0: Um, Mark, you liked the movie though, right? I did. On a scale of one Thanos head to ten Thanos heads, how would you rank it?
1: Um, I would. Well, ten Thanos heads meaning good, right? I mean, the sure. best, right? <laughs> uh, <laughs> sure. Sir.
0: I'm making up as I go along.
1: I would probably give it like a eight. Uh, or so, mainly you because it not left an us point
0: two five Thanos head out of ten Thanos heads.
1: No eight. Uh, you can only I mean, use half integers. If we want to go eight point five, but uh, okay, good.
0: That's, that's 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 a deep cut when it comes to Mark jokes. That, that's it. That's an in Mark joke. He's telling like, that's incredible. He's like Jack. What do you think of the Last Jedi? You can only give it half integer ratings. No more. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh man, now you can't give it a nine point two three. No, I, I said uh point I said uh increments of point five. Yes. How many have integers? You cannot go uh any less than that. Um or else Mark's gonna uh, slap you on the wrist. So okay, here comes the hot the hot takes are incoming. So Zenger, what do you like, what range do you use when you get an umbrella? What do you use to uh protect yourself from hot takes?
2: Ooh, hot takes. Um what do you protect yourself from hot takes? Uh one of those cool shiny lava suit things.
0: Oh, okay. Is there a name for those other than cool, shiny, lava suit things?
2: Nah, if there is, they're officially now renamed cool, lava, suit, shiny things.
0: All right, everybody, break out your cool, lava, shiny, shoot things because the hot takes are incoming. they hot incoming. takes.
2: Watch it. They're too hot. Don't touch they them. Are,
0: they are very hot. Very hot. Very controversial. Um, I thought this movie was a, a mess. Good I God. Did li- I did not like this movie. Um, much like The Force Awakens, I sat in my chair and I said, what is this? I'm like I was pulling my hair out, like uh, much like during the Force Awakens, where I could figure out exactly when I turned on this movie. Um, where was it? I, I want to say my exact turning point was was there was a point in the movie. I don't remember when it was, but I know what I was thinking. It was something involving had to be uh, maybe it was Gamora, Thanos stuff, or maybe it was uh, Iron, uh Captain America. I said it's been like a half an hour since we've seen Spider Man. Where the hell is Spider Man? Imagine I the Doctor Strange? Like, Is he still tied up in like pinheads or like shaved pinhead spaceship? I had no idea what was going on. I-, I-, I knew what was going on, but the movie was so concerned with like all the – okay, let me rephrase this. This is a very busy movie. You both will agree with that, right? Yes, okay. I will not very-
2: disagree with that. All right.
0: This is, this is what this movie reminded me of. Or this is the best analogy I can make for it. Imagine you go to a restaurant, and it's a restaurant that serves you three courses as your meal. This is what this film felt like. You start eating your first course, and you're about a quarter of the way through with it. And somebody, and you're liking it, you're enjoying eating your first course. And you're a quarter of the way through it. Someone pulls it away from you and gives you the second course. They say you have to eat this now, and you go okay, and you proceed to eat more. You eat a portion of that while you're you're now like a third of the way through that portion. The same person pulls it away from you, says, and gives you the third course. And says now eat that piece, and I'm like. Okay, why can't I just eat this meal like a normal human being? And so you proceed to eat the third piece. The third piece tastes pretty good, too. You're like, okay, fine. And then, once again, you are a nice of the way through part three, and they take it away from you again, and they give you the first piece again. And that proceeds to happen with the the different courses being pulled away from you and then shoved at you again. Every time you're starting to enjoy the one specific course, they pull away from you and give you one that you ate like a half an hour ago, and by this time it's cold, and it doesn't really taste good anymore. And then, by the way, about three quarters of the way through eating the third course, they bring back the first two courses and say, eat these all at once. And you go, well, it doesn't really make sense for me to be eating my appetizer, my entree, and my dessert all at once. They say, you eat it, you enjoy it. And then, when you're 95% of the way through eating all, finished with these things, they pull them all away from you, and they say, ha ha, Come back next time if you want to eat more. And at that point, I said, you can take your three courses and shove them right up your ass. You know what? I don't want any more parts of this. You're dumb. If you can't, if sometimes, there's a reason why when you go see movies, there's not 45 characters. is because it's not practical. Hold on Just on a because second. you can't do something doesn't mean you should.
2: Mm-hmm. What? Oh, no, you, you can keep going. I'm going to step away because I need to get something as a visual reference for <laughs> for this audio medium. <laughs> <laughs> okay um because yeah. i'm gonna i'm gonna argue back now
0: please please do this um I need I, I need I need i need uh what's the opposite of a hot take like what what's the like the uh, the the foil to a hot take oh i'm gonna give you some cold snaps oh, it's like oh cold snaps okay cold snaps to a hot take i like it yeah. i like it I was yeah. saying cold Make shower things. cold snap i need a cold snap quick i was not thrilled i like i said not bad like I said, I enjoyed my individual three courses, but by all means, it was like, you know what? Like sometimes just because you can do something doesn't mean you should. Do you Do you have any, do you have any cold snaps for me, Mark? No,
1: I, uh, <laughs> I don't. Uh, oh, well, you know what?
0: I do have one.
1: Where was Ant-Man at?
0: They yeah, couldn't I, afford him. The budget only allowed for so many characters, and uh-huh. poor Ant-Man, Hawkeye got the.
1: They got when when yeah, they were having the,
0: the casting call, they got told they had to go sit out in the the lobby that day.
1: Yeah, what happened to yeah? What happened to Hawkeye? I was like, what the heck? I was, I thought he was part of the Avengers. Why isn't he here? I mean, what the heck? I mean, I get that he doesn't have a solo film. but That doesn't mean you gotta you know not have him at all. And um, now I can understand Captain Marvel not being there because you know it's. She hasn't made a premiere yet in the solo film, but they keep uh, they
0: keep. It was so funny. Every single like ever since like Age of Ultron, they've been teasing Captain Marvel, and they, did? they still have not no not teasing, it, but like there was rumors going around. Like there were like rumors oh, back okay. during like spring of twenty thirteen that they were putting Captain Marvel in Age of Ultron. Like she was gonna be, she was gonna show up at the very end of Age of Ultron, where it's like Captain America and Black Widow come out, and you see like Scarlet Witch, Vision, War Machine, Falcon. You see all them, like she was supposed to be in that roster. That was the rumor.
1: Right. But like
0: right. They, they, they like all these rumors are like always just around about her showing up randomly. And it's nice that they finally did something about that. Like it's like finally, like we're finally introducing Captain Marvel. But again, her movie comes out in less than a year. So it's like I guess they ha- it's kinda like, like everyone's freaking out, Oh my god, Captain Marvel. It's like her movie comes out in less than a year. This is not surprising that she's gonna be in this.
1: Right.
0: Eventually, I mean.
1: Yeah, no uh but yeah this yeah this was the first time that they explicitly, you know, have Captain
0: Marvel uh you know shout out. They hadn't had that before. In
1: any You're of the telling other- me a,
0: a vague emblem on a pager is a a a major shade, a shout out? Yeah, I mean Did you uh, say pager? Yeah. Actually, yes, it was a sh-
1: it was a pager. It was a pager. <laughs> oh man. A
0: galactic funny. space pager. <laughs> Do you think Uh, Nick Fury carries that around? Like, he's had that ever since, like, the end of Iron Man 1. He's always had that on his person just in case all hell broke loose. Well, well, okay, so define
2: all hell breaking loose because apparently space whales and a ton of an army invading, not all hell breaking loose. A robot army trying to send a freaking gigantic meteor crashing down on Earth, not worthy of that. But. Oh, crap, people are vanishing, and that helicopter just crashed for no apparent reason. Get my pager.
0: You, you, you forgot the car crashing in front of them, because the car's never crashed before.
2: No, before never. Before Nick Fury's eye. He's never had that happen, especially like not in Winter Soldier. No. Where I'm pretty sure it's several of them crashed in front of him.
0: He had a little minigun in his um, car console, so he didn't need all oh, that. Oh, right,
2: yeah. If he had
0: one of those at the end of this, then there would have been no need. He would have gotten that out and started shooting people. All right, where is right. this visual or where is this this thing that I need to see? All right. So, what
2: I grabbed for for reference is the actual what's this what this is based on? The Infinity Gauntlet. Yes. And the reason I grabbed this is because this whole entire freaking comic is just splash page after splash page. That's what this movie is. It's just a ton of splash pages all, right. all linked up. Like, see, oh, people are entering, got to have, you know, Entire page devoted to just them entering and stuff like... Like, that's the that's what this movie is. It's just a giant splash page. Now, as for, like, another comic that's just, like, a regular Doctor Strange comic. See? Nice, evenly paced stuff. Now it will take up the entire page. I mean, there's, like, one or two of them every now and then. But for the most part, it's just evenly paneled out. As you can see. But then for event stuff like Infinity War or other stuff, you're going to have splash pages everywhere. So that's what this movie was. It was one splash page moving from one to another and having a ton of people meet each other so we can be like, oh, they met each other. And they like each other, just like
1: I always imagined they would. Well, uh, I mean, Spider-Man, Iron Man didn't like Doctor Strange at first. But Peter Parker, meaning Peter Quill, was solid gold. Yeah, that one was, was fun. Oh, speaking of other characters, um there wasn't there a rumor that uh like they were gonna like somehow it turned out that Quicksilver, you know, is actually alive. No after he no that. he dead. He's dead. <laughs> yeah, I thought there was a rumor about that, but uh, Yeah, people it, died in Marvel Universe. Villains, Red Skull
2: oh never mind. And Quicksilver, yeah, he's dead.
1: Yeah, the oh uh, the Red Skull one though.
2: I, I That I, was yeah. great. Oh my yeah. god.
1: I, I I was not expecting that one. I nope. thought he died, but Zach me, said,
2: me too. I was not expecting it. I saw it and I went, "Holy crap! What right. is this?"
0: That wasn't yeah. Hugo Weaving, by the way. We know.
2: It uh, wasn't. <laughs> no. Yeah. This it's some good? guy from The Walking Dead.
0: Yeah.
2: Uh, okay. Hugo so, Weaving
0: still is telling Marvel to go f themselves. I'm so not gonna. In, I'm not gonna in,
2: come on your movies to do an impression of some other actor. So instead they got some other actor to come on and do an impression of Hugo Weaving, doing an impression of another actor. (laughs)
1: Wait, Hugo Weaving was doing an impression of another actor.
2: I can't remember who it was, but he, he said that this is the, like when he was doing the red skull role, he said that, Oh, I was, you know, trying to channel this, this person. Gotcha. Wasn't it
0: Werner Herzog?
2: Yeah, that's actually it. I was about to say, if I hear the name, I'll,
1: I'll tell you. But yes, that is correct. Zach, can you remind me real quick? Like, uh, how the scene of the Red Skull ended, like the last time we saw Red Skull. He um,
2: grabbed the um the Tesseract and was like, I have all the power, and it was like, "Ah, oh, hell no, and beamed him up into some beam into the sky, and we all assumed he
0: died. Oh, well, Zenger is now Zack, I want the Errol Flynn.
2: <laughs> Congratulations, Flynn. Thank you.
0: Because right, so now, okay. now that Zenger is now Zach as well, I am now Errol Flynn. I will be addressed as such. Thank you, everyone. <laughs> but no, my thing with Red Skeleton was that <laughs> and even though that was something. I, I, I have to agree. I, I think I, everyone keeps saying this movie is so spoiler heavy. There are no spoilers in this film. That is the only. I think that's the only spoiler in the entire film.
2: Well, I knew who I knew Peter Dink, who Peter Dinklage was. Even though everyone he's kept on saying, the poster, I didn't know. That no, I knew that who he was going to be.
0: I know, but he's done, like okay. I don't think it's a spoiler when an actor shows up in a movie. No, because everyone's like, poster. oh, he's gonna
2: be one of the dwarves. He's gonna be one of Thanos' kids. He's, I'm like, no, he's not. He's gonna be one of the dwarves. And they're like, no, he's gonna. I'm like, why would he be on set in costume if he was just voicing
0: somebody? Exactly. Like I said, I think the only spoiler, if you could even call it that, is the Red Skeleton cameo because it's not. I, I that's the only thing that kind of comes out of left field. It does. It, and I think – and even, and doesn't even really come out completely because Zenger probably remembers this. During the fall of 2011, spring 2012, there was a rumor going around online that Loki got the scepter from the first Avengers. Mm-hmm. Red Skull gave it to him. Yep. That was the rumor going around. And obviously yep. that, didn't, that did not pan out. So as I was watching the movie and you see Red Skeleton there, I said, oh, cool. And then once this novelty wore off, about three seconds after he appeared, I said, "Oh wait! They literally took a spoiler that somebody made up in their basement and used it in a four hundred million dollar blockbuster." I'm like, "Wow, these people have these people can't outthink people on the internet." And I said, "That's kind of lame when you think of it." And considering the fact he doesn't really do anything other than just float there, it's like, "Well, well that, that's, that's what
2: he—that's la- that's what he was cursed with for." Messing with stuff he didn't I, understand. Then,
0: then create a new character then. You don't need to take someone from the past. Create a new character. I, I like that they different.
2: brought an old character back for that reason. It I know, been, but This, this, this they, movie they, they, wasn't big on introducing new characters that we don't understand. Hence why...
0: You can don't, you, you name you, anyone you don't,
2: from the Black Order that their powers or anything having to do with them? No, because they were all cannon fodder for the Avengers to kill off.
0: Exactly. So you just create a new character, kind of like the guy they did. Remember the guy from... um. The Avengers, the, oh, one the, the si-
2: speaker guy that yes. spoke for Thanos. The, and...
0: Yes, that's arbitrarily killed in Guardians of the Galaxy. Do something like that. Just, just put, make a, give the art, the art department free reign to make a weird character and just cast somebody who has a neat voice. That's all you gotta do. You don't have to do anything more than that, Del. Like I said, I don't care. Like I said, Red Skeleton, it was neat. It was fun to watch, whatever. I, that's the least of the movie's problems. Oh, uh, right. well, this so movie has problems now? I have a lot of problems.
1: Well, maybe maybe when the oh, second part comes out next year and you can combine both of them and have a full I don't think that's going to make a difference. I mean, are you thinking this is going to be like, a, this is like a, um, was that the, like in Hunger Games, the last movie that was split into two? I, yeah. I,
0: I can't attest to it. Like Zenger has said, uh, we don't know. I don't think these movies are going to be so, they're, obviously they're going to be tied together. There's a rumor going around that the, the next one's going to take five years or take place five years after this one. That's the rumor. Whether that's true, who knows. Wait, what? If you look in the set photos that have leaked, it's the ones where you see, it's the Battle of New York. And you see Captain America in his Avengers attire, the one the really ugly costume. And you see in that shot, you see Ant-Man and you see Tony Stark, but he has he, he, his hair is much grayer. And both him and Ant-Man have these weird devices around their wrist. Obviously, they go back in time. Or they either do something with the Reality Stone. Who knows? So I don't know what they're going to do with that. Uh, okay, how do I phrase this? Z- Zenger, Zenger, you're the comic book guy, Mark. Are you, how familiar are you with the Infinity Gauntlet as, uh, as a as a comic book and as a uh, plot device for comic books? A MacGuffin. No, I'm asking him. You're not. You're, you're uh, Zach uh, and Zenger, not Zach. Zenger you're animal. talking about comic books themselves, right? Yes. How familiar yeah. are you with the comic storyline of the Infinity Gauntlet, along with the I'm the the plot device? All right, you don't. Okay. Yeah. Just I'm just quick. familiar with what the movies have. Let's see. All right, there we go. So I'm gonna, okay, I'm gonna because Zenger knows all this. He can he can chime in, correct me if I'm wrong, or add more onto it though. Like Zenger said, it's a MacGuffin. It's a plot device. The Infinity Gauntlet can do anything. Like, that's the whole point, is that it can do anything it wants. Like, it gives them the pa- – it's a deus ex machina. It lets them do whatever they want. Like, there was a point in this movie, what, as soon as – what's his name? Uh, Josh Brolin got the Infinity the, – the Time Stone. I'm like, well, there goes the entire movie. It's like nothing, nothing that the Wakanda Avengers do is going to matter. Because the entire scene – okay, oh, God, it's such a painfully dumb scene – Where Thanos is walking at half the speed of smell to Vision and Scarlet Witch, and literally every single Avenger stops what they're doing and goes running over to stand in his way one at a time. Apparently, no one was able to attack him at the same time. Captain America and Black Widow couldn't double-team him. Uh, Thor and Okoya couldn't double-team him or even triple, quadruple-team him. No, everybody had one shot, and that was it. It was kind of like t-ball practice. You got one chance to hit the ball, and then you're out. (laughs) And is he's slowly walking, like, uh, three-tenths a mile an hour to them, she's like, I don't want to destroy your vision! I can't do an Eastern European accent. And he's, and he's like, you must, Wanda! And she destroys it, and, and, she, and she's, like, uh, crying. And Okay, part of the reason why I think I dislike this movie is I had a really horrible audience. Like, I cannot emphasize how horrible my audience was, but I'll get into that in a moment. Like... I'm not going to make up. When Spider-Man died, people were crying. And I'm like, are you people stupid? There's a Spider-Man 2 coming out next summer. I'm like, he's not dead. There's a Black Panther 2 coming out like a year and a half from now. None of these characters are going to die going back to Scarlet Witch. And she's like, and she's crying, you will never finish your gauntlet now. And I'm like, he's going to sit there, use the time zone, just the time stone, just rewind time. And sure enough, that's what happened. And it's like, nothing, it's a, it's just... That's the problem with the Infinity Gauntlet. It's a stupid plot device. And that it nothing matters and you can control you can fix anything with it. It's like very easily in the next movie all that's going to happen is that Tony Stark I'm guessing the plot of Infinity War Part 2 or whatever they're calling it is that they so Shuri is probably going to make did Shuri survive?
2: Ye, it never showed her after um Corvus Glaive attack.
0: Okay. Let's I'm assuming yes. Let's let's just pretend she did.
2: Okay, if I'm being we don't know if she got blinked out, but she definitely was not killed
0: by anyone. Okay, she wasn't blatantly killed. I would imagine that her and Tony Stark and Bruce Banner are probably going to create their own version of the Infinity Gauntlet that, for a human-sized hand. Considering that they're not going to do Adam Warlock, I'm guessing they're going to give Tony Stark that role again. Something's going to happen, they're going to get the stones removed from Thanos', Thanos glove, and Tony Stark's going to bring everyone back to life. Or, this is my caveat, this is my qualifier, they're going to bring back the, the actors who actually want to come back. Considering that everybody in the Marvel Cinematic Universe really doesn't have anything else major going for them besides this, there's no, um, no Dwayne the Rock Johnson's in the Marvel Cinematic Universe in that they have 45 like film franchises under their belt. I think about Chris Evans has nothing besides this. Uh, what's his name? Chris Hemsworth has nothing besides this. Mark Ruffalo doesn't. Scarlett Johansson doesn't. Maybe maybe Chadwick Boseman might because he probably he had a lot of work before this. And I'm so sure they some, got some like drama. Zoe Saldana make, is you know?
2: busy. That's why Gamora is probably going to stay dead. Because anyone who died before the snap is probably not going to be able to come back.
0: But the times when you can bring anybody back,
2: uh, it's going to have some limitation on yeah, it. Yeah, right. Yeah, but but no, I'm I'm telling you, I think she's gonna stay. De- I think she's gonna stay dead because she's filming um, Avatar, and Avatar as we all know,
0: twelve.
2: Yeah, as we all know, that's gonna take what the next five years of her life. So, plus, I think five. that
0: adds that's kind.
2: I, I think that adds more to um her care to her character to stay dead, but also adds more to Peter Quill's character. I mean, Peter Quill, Star Lord's character to how in in a, in um. Gardens of the Galaxy 3, is he going to be coping with her her loss? Uh, or, you, okay. or the other thing is, because I know we aren't talking about the movie, we're talking about what could happen next, um, there is the possibility that she, I mean, that the they get the stones, they're able to reduce, like they're able to bring people back, it doesn't bring everyone back, and it sort of alters reality, hence, you have a new person playing Iron Man all of a sudden. You have a new. You're able to recast in an instant, basically, if you need to, because reality was shifted. Tony Stark's all of a sudden 19, and Eh. just everything got switched around, except for the people whose contracts are still valid.
0: Well, I don't think. I guess I don't think any of these. Or still want
2: to continue? Sorry.
0: Well, okay. Two things Uh, with Robert Downey Jr. Like everyone forgets this that after um, oh god, Iron Man three, his his contract was done. Um, he had a, he had a film and he kept like, like flirting with, he's like, I don't know what I'm going to do. And then he made a movie called the judge and it royally bombed and Robert Downey Jr. basically just jumped full, like full fledged into the Marvel pool because he said, you know what? I got nothing besides this. No one's paying Robert Downey Jr. $50 million per movie for the judge. So like he realizes this is where my money is. I'm not going to walk away from this. Like Chris Evans, every movie threatens to quit. He's got nothing going on besides it's What's he getting? I do thought other Chris new-
2: Evans, there is one of them that is completely on board. And I always thought it was Chris Evans, was like willing to, like you know, give up his pay, you know, some of his paycheck to compensate other people because he just enjoyed doing the role. And I thought it was Chris Evans, but it seems to have flipped now. Well, it's Chris, just, I think
0: it's Chris Hemsworth. Chris Hemsworth is always one that, it, anytime they interview him, and he's like, I'll do this as long as they're willing to have me. And I, I, other than that, all the like Scarlett Johansson's always threatening to quit. You know, she has... Like, after Ghost in the Cell, she really has nothing going for her. Okay, I mean, when I say going for him, I don't mean they won't get other acting roles. They I'm just won't get a big,
2: big like, guaranteed paycheck. Well, yeah, know. big
0: blockbusters. Like, Which I think... This thing may, yeah, go ahead,
2: Senator. Zoe Saldana has a guaranteed lock-in with um, Avatar, so that's why her character could easily stay dead.
0: Well, I think the, um, the plot device of Guardian... I think it's going to happen next movie. They're going to... um, Break apart the Infinity Gauntlet, and each, as we know from the, the comics, each of the Avengers at that point get a different stone, and they're tasked with destroying it or hiding it somewhere. I think um, he's going. Peter Quill's is going to be given the Soul Stone because what's going to happen is that uh, Tony Stark's going to bring everyone back to life. Everybody, I, I think, Xander said, anybody who was turned to dust is going to be brought back, and Peter Quill is going to be come back. And he's like, "Where's Gamora? Why isn't she back?" And he's going to be told, here's the Soul Stone. The only way you can get Gamora back is if you do something with – what was that planet called?
2: I can't remember off the top of my head right now.
0: Whatever. Red Skeletonville. Let's call it that. Yeah. You have to go back to Red Skeletonville, and maybe something can help you there. And then I think some that's going to be the plot of Guardians of the Galaxy 3. It's going to be very similar to like Star Trek 3, the search for Spock. He, it's going to be his job, and I think that's how you're going to sprinkle Adam Warlock into this. Because concerning it, he had the well, he had the soul gem during what some portion of the comics yeah at some point yeah he had some they all have the infinity stone that's one thing about Marvel everybody had one of the infinity stones in their possession at some point
2: Wolverine um, has one right now if I remember correctly
0: I, that's why I, I mean. don't Again,
2: care
0: things get passed around And I think that's going to be the plot to Guardians three it's going to be them going to try to retreat or try to get her back I think that's going to be the plot to number three
1: we
2: will see so what about thanos because i i feel this movie is actually the story of thanos and the avengers and everything else is just sort of cutaways from what he's up to 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 see what they're doing like i feel like he is the actual main character of this whether that be intentional or something they kind of just had happen though i think it was intentional
0: mark you say your thing i want ask a question
1: yay ask the nerd I agree that this movie is the, um, you know, does tell the story of Thanos, but it's also a culmination of, you know, him coming. Um, you know, like you said, we, we we saw him already in three movies, uh, but... Um, well, that's the
2: thing, you saw him and just kind of vaguely heard about him. You weren't ever told what he, like, you never saw what he, what he gets out of this or what he's doing. We all just assumed, and then now we find out.
1: Yeah, it, it's just assumed, um, right, but what we find out in this movie, basically just correct me if I'm wrong, but the whole idea about Thanos, um, is that basically he's this bad guy who wants to go plan to plan and, 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 you know, and kill a bunch of people, uh, because of some sense of like balancing the galaxy or something like that. Am, am I correct? He, he is the Magneto. He is the,
2: um, Sinestro of the Marvel universe of the Marvel cinematic universe. He is, he wants what's best for the world, but he, he wants what's best for the, gal- the universe, but he's going about it in the worst way possible. That he, his whole thing is this, you know, people will suffer, people will die because there's not enough to go around. There's a finite amount of stuff and, you know, I don't want everyone to suffer. So to remedy that, I'm just going to kill half of the population of the universe, so that will remedy
1: all that. Gotcha. Like uh, I said
2: he's doing it because he thinks he's got the more high ground, but it's actually like, no, this is actually terrible because, as Gamora pointed out, you know, yeah, my planet may be, you know, people might have food on their table, but they had to witness the genocide of half of their half the population.
1: Uh, my understanding is, in the beginning, it's established that he needs the Infinity Stones to. To accomplish this further, am I correct? Or it, he? It, What's the it, it, reason for him? It speeds wanting? up the
2: process exponentially, as opposed to him sitting there and having to go planet to planet. He can just legitimately snap his fingers, though. As I pointed out, and I believe all review, he couldn't he? If the having all Infinity Stones enables you to do anything, couldn't he have just made enough resources for everyone to be sustain sustain themselves?
0: Zenger, are you telling me that the greatest MCU film ever made has a massive plot hole?
2: Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe. We'll and that's then, it. So it's, okay. it's it's. Wait a second. Why couldn't he have just done the other thing?
0: <laughs> right. But Jen, this is the, this is this is the perfect Marvel film. There's no way there's anything even remotely bad or even wrong about it. This is the greatest film. Ten out of ten stars. I clapped when Captain America appeared on screen. I clapped for fifteen minutes. I walked out of the theater and I saw the poster with Captain America and I clapped. You're telling me a movie where I clapped for 25 minutes at one character that I knew was going to be in it that I've seen dozens of times before has a flaw in it? Doesn't sound right to me. I think you're talking about a different movie. I must be. This sounds like something from Justice League because only a DC movie could make a massive dumb plot hole like that and um, it would be forgiven immediately. I'm
2: just saying, hey, it's hey, there, um, it's a thing, it's not like the worst thing in the world, because I mean, he is evil, so. So he had been
1: like trying, going planet to planet, killing people, and then one day he's like, you know what, I need to start, You know, if I, if I get all these infinity stones, I can do this a lot quicker, a lot more
2: efficient. Well, there was something else hinted at, I don't know if you guys caught it, where he said, destiny, you know, I, I turned aside destiny once, I'm not going to make that mistake again. I have a theory on what he's referencing, but at the same time, did you guys pick up on what he might have been referencing?
1: No, because I, I couldn't because, like I said, I'm not familiar with the comics, so I, I this
2: this this is a I think this is a movie only thing. It what, I,
0: what you're what you're saying, Zenger, is that uh, Thanos is Darth Plagueis.
2: <sighs> My brain hurts.
1: You know what? Uh, <laughs> maybe it has to do something with... Okay, in the first movie, the first Avengers movie... It
2: has to do with Gamora. I think uh, when he adopted Gamora, I think he deci- he kind of was like, maybe I shouldn't do this. Maybe I shouldn't kill half the population. I mean, half of the galaxy. All right. I thought it I've had... That- and then he decided, you know, wait, no, I should do that. I, that's my guess on what that's referencing. Unless I, I – I've only seen the movie once, so in all fairness, I mean, going off of one viewing of this.
0: All right, I have a question for Zanger, going back to the villains.
2: Okay.
0: Um, okay, Zanger, you like Thanos as a villain,
2: right? I thought I thought they did a great job with him because, all right. I mean, do I sympathize with him? Uh, vaguely. It, it's sure. he. It makes him an interesting character. It's deeper than, I mean – Anything else for the most part, but anyways, go ahead.
0: All right, this is my question. This is the thing that's always bugged me about Marvel villains or MCU villains. Okay, is that you can divide? They die. Mar- well, yeah, that among many other reasons, um, is that you can divide their motivations into three. There's only if if a Marvel, if there's a villain in MCU film, they only have one of three motivations. Ooh boy! One, they want power. Two, they want to murder everyone. Or three they have some they actually have a a motivation that someone an actual human being can relate to a typical human being can relate to for power the typical ones you could use for that are like ultron loki ronin the accuser ones like that the ones that are interested in murder a lot of these also overlap ultron uh, Kaecilius. Everybody knows Kaecilius. Yes. Killmonger. Uh, who else did want? Everybody, okay, um, He wanted to make everyone pay. Who? Killmonger. No, Killmonger... Oh, okay, 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 it's funny. I, I find it interesting when I read articles about saying how Killmonger is a, um... Or a misunderstood villain. Is that the correct term people use yeah. to describe? Killmonger?
2: He, he is, wanted Wakanda to be better, and...
0: He, no, his, he th- won no. He at the end of that movie, his plan is giving every Wakandan spy weapons to overthrow governments. That was his plan. His plan wasn't on. He called, he called bringing people into the car, helping aid the world. It was killing people that he disagreed with. That's the plot. Of, that's his. That's his grand scheme. His plan is no different than Ultron's. He was going to kill everybody who disagreed with him.
2: But but Ultron Ultron's plan was to kill was- everyone. No, it was it was to to prepare because uh, God's hurdling a stone at 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 this place and it's coming.
0: Well, he wanted to kill everyone, so only a few people could survive. God's hurdling
2: a stone at this place,
0: <laughs> and that's why he had to hurl the stone first. <laughs> no,
2: you okay? There is a theory going around that he actually, like through his massive intelligence, knew that Thanos was going to come, so that's why he wanted to hurl the stone himself. To sort of be like, see, I've got this planet in control, you can get lost. Uh,
0: okay.
2: Well That's a okay. fan theory is that, that that's what he was that actually could, trying I, to accomplish. And I'm like,
0: uh, uh Sure. Uh, it can work. Yeah, fine. Whatever. That can, that's not the stupidest thing I've heard. Um, so, um just wait, gonna, wait, 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 wait. There's one, yeah, more. There's one I, more Yeah, one the, more. the question uh, still has not come yet. So Yes. All right. Interesting. All this okay. build-up. But this is the three villains. There's the power the power motivation. The murder everyone motivation, and then there's the interesting motivation. To me, there's only been like two interesting villains in all of the MCU. The first one being uh, Michael Keaton's Vulture, because he's just a guy trying to make money, and the government stepped on his toes. Like he's not trying to kill everyone. He doesn't have a power thirst. He's just a guy trying to make ends meet. That's all it is. And that's a great. That's a great Spider-Man villain. Whatever. And the only other MCU villain I think is even somewhat relatable is Zemo. Because they actually did the character, instead of putting a sock on his head and having him going around like monologuing in front of like a tied up Captain America they actually gave him some resonance in that his family was killed instead of having a power thirst to get revenge on the Avengers. His thing was, I do not, I I only want to defeat you, but I'm going to do it by pointing yourself, pointing each pointing you at each other. And to me, that's infinitely more interesting than watching purple man go around putting glowy rocks into a glove. Like that to me, that's corny and it's dumb. It's like they, like, they won't make these movies gritty and realistic, yet apparently a a purple bald headed man running around with a gardening glove is is the greatest thing since sliced bread. So Zanger, why is it that a character that has a power thirst of murdering everybody is infinitely more interesting? Than a, a villain that actually has proper motivations,
2: because he's a villain that was willing to sacrifice everything to see his his goal to its end.
0: He didn't sacrifice anything. He lost lackeys.
2: No, he lost when him and Gamora meet on that whatever the heck it is plane.
0: Oh, Red Skeletonville.
2: No, when they meet, like, and it's the girl, and it's the little kid, and she's like, "Did you do?" Oh, wait, I got the quote actually. Did you do it? Yes. What did it cost you?
0: Everything. That's just generic villain speak, though. Every villain. Ultron says the same thing at some point. But the the thing is,
2: did... I think it did, because, I mean, Gamora probably was the only thing he really cared about, and when it cost him that, I mean... Here's the other thing. Is he truly going to be happy in the end? Because that could be the whole turnaround, is he could be one of those villains that gets exactly what he wants... And then he's completely displeased with the fact he got exactly what he wanted.
0: Oh god, they do that. Too. Oh god, it'd be so freaking dumb. Oh god, please don't let them go that route. That sounds like something they would do. Ugh. I want a villain that's del- that's like knows what they're doing. Again, like, is my- like Loki's fine. Like, like Loki's power hungry. No, Loki's also, like, dead. Yeah, he could come back.
2: No, um,
0: dead. no, I care. Is- is- I think it's also worth noting that um, I don't want to point this out, um. But the first person to die in this film was the black guy. Isn't that a little weird? Watch go there. And you I'm really
2: sad. I am so you sad he just right? died. I am so sad. Like, I'm, I'm just glad he he went out by, you know, throwing throwing Hulk back and at least having something. Because he was – it's sad the best thing he did in these movies was in Thor The Dark World. It's, it's really sad that that was his best action scene. When he's supposed to be this super
0: amazing character, it's sad that Idris Elba didn't hold out longer and get an actual decent part in these movies, besides a bit part in a Thor movie.
2: I like Heimdall. They did a great job with him. They just never had him shine at any point. Aside That's from like what I that mean. One scene.
0: I know he doesn't do anything in any of the movies. He just sits there.
2: Exact and watches. He's
0: angry. I have another question for you.
2: We're we even done with the first question. Whatever. Hold on, wait. It's Mark's turn. All right, All right, his time's up. Your turn. Wait, okay. wait, wait, sorry. Thank you. <laughs> no, no, no,
0: you blew it. I get to ask nah. my next question. Your turn, you lost your turn. Uh, Zanger, wh- wh- where was Valkyrie? That's a
2: good question. Um, where
0: was Valkyrie. Oh, wait. Shh, no, it's not your I turn know.
2: yet. Uh, I question. Korg and Meek are MIA at the moment. Yeah, where's uh, Korg? There Korg was a that. side reference to, hey, he, d- he killed half the Asgardians.
0: All right, I so think so. Quill just sat I there. To the, the ship broke thugs.
2: up. I think they took the half of the ship that wasn't being bombarded and escaped with half of them at least. And that Thor, Loki, all, all the warriors decided to stay except for Valkyrie. He's probably like, "You need to lead our people." You know, I'm going to try to fight this.
0: That's and, and, my and guess. That's a guess, not not something you've read.
2: No, it's. I mean, I'm just going off of what was said in the movie and kind of what I can sort of scrounge together from stuff. Because like I said, I think there was a mention that um, he killed half the Asgardians. So I'm like, well, if they weren't on that, because if he blew up the ship with all of them on it, then that would have killed all the Asgardians. Unless there was only two Asgardians and Thor and the other person, whoever it may be, is alive. And he's like, well, he killed, he only left half of them alive and... That that uh, no, never mind. I'm gonna stop with my bad math. Why
0: wouldn't Loki go on that ship then?
2: Because Loki can actually fight and probably knew what Thanos was there for, and probably thought, "Oh, I can probably bargain with him because I'm Loki, and that's what I do."
0: Why? I have a question. Why is why does uh, Heimdall not need the Bifrost if he can teleport people?
2: Why does Heimdall need the Bifrost?
0: Yeah, if he can just teleport people, it's like, implied
2: that it's dark magic that basically kind of corrupts you or something because it's referenced well, at a different Why didn't he do
0: that in Thor The Dark World instead of making them fly a the little boat through the tunnel why, why didn't he just do that it could have saved a lot of time I
2: don't know because it's a movie and they forget about certain things <laughs> You're telling me that
0: uh, a $250 million film makes arbitrary decisions Zenger
2: Yes they don't have me in the writer's room going hey um the F
0: <laughs> Alright okay
2: now it's Mark's turn
1: Alright, so, uh, yeah, that was a good question about Valkyrie. I was like, where was she? I thought she was on that ship when the movie ended. Like um, I
2: said, I think it's implied that, on, that she was on the other half by the fact that she's not dead.
1: Uh, un- or that yeah. she wasn't
2: seen in that scene. Uh, other half? Yeah, that, 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 that the ship got blown into two parts and one half escaped, the other half was the one we saw getting blown apart and destroyed by Thanos or Darth Vader style.
1: Uh, okay, um, I, see I, I gotta see this movie again, because I might miss that detail, but, anyways, um, my question, so... It's a throwaway
2: line, if you're looking for it, it's just like, they just, it's just mentioned in passing by Thor, I think, at one point.
1: Gotcha. Oh, man, these are Marvel writers, they sure know how to, you know... How to tie really... up
2: certain plot holes, but then leave other ones wide open. Right, um, right, so... See, I can be pessimistic too, Zach.
1: I want, I want Hey, that's I my chick sh- I wanted to come back to the first Avengers movie real quick. Um, so let's go back to the cool year 2012. All right, so everyone was fearing so- the Mayan
2: apocalypse. Zinger was getting a job at some place he hated. Oh, oh yeah, good times.
1: The, uh, oh yeah, and the uh, current president thought he was going to run back then, but he didn't run. Lo and behold! <laughs> all, oh, good okay. all right, not to get political. Stay on here, target. Man. All right, all right. What was a what was the whole stick behind uh, with uh, what was the whole stick with Loki, and and the uh, Chataris? I think that was with it. They, like, Loki teamed up with them or something. And uh, probably during the time when Thanos was
2: like, um, "I'm passing up destiny to just kind of do this the old-fashioned way," and probably wasn't too. Keen on going after the stones and doing it that way, even though he had two of them randomly in his possession, basically.
1: No, he didn't have two. He started off with one.
2: He had two. Technically He had the Tesseract and the mind stone at one point. Loki had both and he could have just gotten them off planet and just been like whatever. But instead it, I, I don't know. I, I feel like they they might explain that at some point. Like when we learn more about him in the next movie or whatever.
1: I'm trying to piece everything together in my mind here, on on, on how does Thanos stuff build up to what we saw. So the the Chitauri's basically work for Thanos. It's his army, or it's some it's it's his army
2: that he's basically conscripted.
1: the Chitauri's come out in Infinity War?
2: Like those you people... see them at one point during the flashback, but oh, okay. they use a different type of army later on because i guess maybe when stark blew up that um blew up their base he killed most of them and maybe he just didn't have any interest in using them anymore because they were weak
1: so what you're saying is that thanos uh was chasing after the infinity stones like right like a long time now, ever since the first Avengers movie. Is that what you're saying? No, I oh. think after the first Avengers movie, he's like, uh eh, maybe I should get these stones and do it that way. Is it a mission of um, Thanos to eventually arrive to Earth? Like, or was it, was it like, first he was sending his henchmen or whatever, uh, you know, to come to Earth and cause havoc, but then he's like, you know what, I'm just gonna do- go to Earth myself. Was I think it,
2: like- it was, he was trying to send Loki there to kill half of the population and then leave. Once he was done and left lo- and be like, well, Loki, if you want to roll there, have at it. I don't care about it anymore because half the people are dead. So I completed my mission and away I go.
1: You know, people talk about being a self-contained film and whatnot, but this all comes together. No, This is, this uh, this this movie, I don't think you have to see all the
2: movies, but if you really want to be on board for everything, you kind of do.
0: Right. I think instead of Red Skeleton, it should have been uh, Justin Hammer on red Skeletonville,
2: <sighs> why he would have had no reason to be
0: torn there i think it'd be really funny to see um sam rockwell show up and he starts dancing i think mean, i think i would like that I'm like wow I, I wouldn't have seen that coming that's fun at least okay mark next question
1: <laughs> next well i guess i kind of already asked it there okay um, mark passes his turn, I, back uh, to wait. me actually real quick um what I was interesting in seeing, what was interesting in seeing in the in the, in the Infinity War was like, how how do some of these Avengers, that are mere humans, how, how do they stack up against, you know, someone powerful like Thanos? Like, I kind of see those with those superpowers, but someone like Black Widow, she's got no superpowers except I don't know, knowing how to shoot and fight physically but
2: you yeah. want my comic explanation or you want the movie or you want the movie explanation for how she can sort of deal. Uh movie explanation.
1: She's
2: just really she's just a really skilled human.
1: And and then the same thing goes with Tony Stark. Tony Stark doesn't technically have any But
2: superpower. he's got
1: technology. Technology's
2: a superpower ask Batman. Oh money too. Money's a superpower.
1: That too uh, him. yay yeah. Um, all right. What about like um, Black Panther? Doesn't he
2: needs a suit? Black Panther? Um, the suit and also the Panther.
0: He got bitten by a radioactive Panther.
2: <laughs> yes. Uh, no. The, <laughs> I the, like that
0: version of the story.
2: <laughs> the mystical herb gives him like um the physical almost the physical abilities of Captain America level of
0: the power. herb was bitten by the radioactive right. Panther, yes. and that's how the yeah. herb got the power. Exactly. exactly. It would have been really fun. Instead of Red Skeleton, we should have had Malakith the Accursed show up and just like mumble into the camera in a different language for like ten minutes. That would have been great to be like, I "Why think, are you I here?" That should be you're an in SNL the worst skit. movie. That should be an SNL skit, like uh, Marvel, like uh, screen testing, like different villains for that scene. And they uh, go so through then all, could all the had,
2: um, You could have had uh, what's his name? Oh, um, the drink abomination. Drink.
0: Yes, you also could have had um, Alexander Pierce, um, Whiplash, um, Aldrich Killian. I think that had been great. You have Guy Pierce screaming, I'm the Mandarin.
1: I am the Mandarin.
0: <laughs> as, 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 as once again, uh, Gwyneth Paltrow comes up and like smacks him in the head with like a rod. Greatest moment of that entire film. Greatest moment of that film. That's my ringtone. I'm the Mandarin.
2: Smack. Smack
0: another dumb villain but sure. it's okay he wanted he, he wanted power he didn't want to murder everyone he just wanted uh vanilla power um okay but like going back to my thing okay like, i've only read okay the, the spoiler alert um i do not read the comics the only comics i've ever read are like the first like eight issues of the guardians of the galaxy like 2008 like uh, relaunch um Yay. i've also read the Thanos Imperative. Which I feel like uh, not having access to Galactus, it, I feel like even though Marvel has done like two cosmic movies, I think before you can do Thanos, you really need to establish the cosmic universe. Because like, well, I've read things like the Thanos Imperative and other things. Like I've read on Wikipedia is that like when Thanos does like wipe out half the universe with like the thing, like oh, God, second, you know your you know your terminology. Like okay, this, not the Celestials, but like Galactus and all those other like godlike, truly godlike entities of the yeah. Marvel universe get really annoyed when he does things like this because he's, yep. he's 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 interfering, and so even they go out of there. Like Silver Surfer gets involved because um, I know there's like there's like, like I had no idea who any of the characters were at the time. This is like back during um, like fall of 2012 when I got like the, the Thanos Imperative. Imperative thing. And they had like a Zenger, obviously, reference. They had a splash page. And the characters are... And Tom time, I had no idea who they were. It was uh, Peter Quill, um, Nova. I don't know which version of Nova it was. Um, Beta Ray Bill. Yeah, Ronan Beta Acu- Ray Bill. Ronan the Accuser. Black Bolt. And maybe Medusa? I don't know. I, it might have been Medusa um, as
2: well. Adam Warlock. Beta Ray Bill. Um... Oh, uh, the gladiator guy from the one place, Nova, Silver Surfer, and Rone the Accuser. There you go, thank you.
0: Um yes, I had no Oh and there's who-
2: another one. Uh, I don't know if that's the same one. Anyways.
0: Okay. You you get my you get my drift though. And uh, maybe uh, oh god, what was what was her name? Oh god, um Quasar? Quasar might have been there. Yes. Um I like that's the thing about Thanos. Like Thanos does not work well with non cosmic heroes because he's not like, like he is all powerful so like putting spider-man and oh god black widow and scarlet witch and war machine against thanos is not very interesting because he can just blow them out of the water with no hesitation like in the, like again Zan, you know your comics iron man can barely hold a candle to thanos
2: right can he because, yes, yeah, Spider-Man does fight him. Iron Man does fight him in the comic I'm holding.
0: Well, they do fight him, but like they get beaten immediately.
2: Yeah, I mean, they they do, but... So I know Spider-Man webs him in the face at one point, and Tony gets, like, smacked around by him a little bit, and so does Thor, and so does Drax and um, Hulk.
0: The movie established... Think about it, We have the whole, like, in the first, what, like, four minutes of the movie... We have Hulk versus Thanos, and Hulk gets oh, beaten God immediately. Dang,
2: it, that was so good.
0: But that at least establishes how powerful Thanos is. Like again, I don't care how powerful a Tony Stark suit is. If Hulk if Hulk gets beaten, Tony Stark ain't winning. He he not. He's not even holding a candle to that sort of power, and that's why you de- you do need more of a cosmic response to this I will admit a- that
2: was an issue with this movie I feel at times was that it did not do a good job of establishing what was the gauntlet's abilities versus what Thanos had on his own
0: yes like Thanos by himself it seems to be able to punch people in the face and that's it he can do more in the comp. but I mean he can I know I agree he's, he can actually go toe to toe with
2: Thor yeah, um, in the comics I mean. without the gauntlet but I mean, not Thor. Um, Hulk without the gauntlet, and depending on the version, can sometimes beat him. Can sometimes get beat by. Him. It, it's it's a coin toss sometimes. Anyway, oh, yeah,
0: I I agree, and the movie makes that pretty clear. Because I'm pretty sure in the movie when he fights Hulk, he doesn't use the gauntlet.
2: He has it on, but it's it's an I I, I felt he wasn't using it too
0: much. Yeah, I I I, I agree. Um, but yeah, like I said, that's like I said, the movie has its problems um because I, I don't want to go on too long about this but i, I remember give a little uh, another analogy here i am a huge disney theme park person anytime somebody talks to me about they can't theme make park,
2: a ride out of this movie so you hate
0: it no in california uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, they can't do it in florida it uh, basically can do it anywhere but florida um but no my thing is that I remember, like, I'm a huge Disney person. I remember back in high school, people would talk about how great Six Flags was, and I'd be like, Six Flags is garbage. All they do is just bend, they just bend metal. There's no, there's no creativity. There's no imagination in bending metal. And this was during the time when, the, if anybody lives in the New Jersey, New York area, they had um, Kingda the Ka, which might, I don't know, might not or might be the world's largest roller coaster. It was at the time. Who knows if it is now? And I remember telling my father about that. I'm like, I'm like, what kind of imagination does it take to build something that goes straight up and straight down? He goes, well, sometimes just being the biggest in the being the the biggest and the tallest is enough to be the most creative. And I think that's what this movie is. This movie is it, it plays but it plays it does the Marvel formula to a T. It, it it's it's the formula that's been there since Iron Man. It does really nothing new. All these characters are coming back. I know people are going to argue against that, like Zenger did with Gamora and Loki and Heimdall. I think everybody's coming back. Uh, I I think they can't wait to have the moment where Tony Stark can uh, snap his fingers and everyone just reappears. But at the same time, like I said, I again, I want something new. Like I made a joke to Zenger saying I prefer Justice League to this. Say what you. By the way, I watched Justice League. Yeah, Zenger finally watched Justice League after like twelve months.
2: Yes, um, and my opinion of it is,
0: it's a movie. I thought you said it was unwatchable.
2: No, I said Valerian was unwatchable. I was trying to. Our check got out of hand. And I was trying to be like, no, Valerian's unwatchable
0: because as it's been obviously
2: because as it's been obviously shown, I have had two attempts to watch that movie, and neither time have I completed it. It's
0: Justice League boring. was fun. Oh really? Okay. okay. Yeah, okay, it was fun.
2: Been... I I didn't. It wasn't the worst thing I've ever seen. I think. Cause I was just expecting to go into it and have it be like, this is complete garbage. And I went into it and it was like, eh, if I, w-. I didn't really pay attention to it though. I just kind of had it on. If that makes any sense.
0: <laughs> no, no, nothing is a, nothing quite says seal of approval. Like I enjoyed it, but I didn't really pay much attention to it.
2: Cause I felt like if I focused on plot points and you know what this character was doing and that, I was going to be like, this was going to upset me because then I'm going to actually get irritated So instead, I was like, I'm just going to kind of have it on and just have it be a popcorn movie. It's on. I'm watching it. It seems like fun. Whatever. Um, Aquaman was cool. My man. Yeah.
0: All the the great one-liners are from Aquaman. (laughs) (laughs) Dressed up like a bat. I can
1: dig it. it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, he, he was truly
2: the greatest part of that movie. I, okay, just,
0: when I say I like Justice League, I mean it like in an ironic sense. Like, don't get wrong, the movie's a mess, but it's an entertaining mess. Like Suicide Squad's just like a mess. It's, like it's like it's kind of like watching a dumpster on fire, like smolder. It's like yeah, it's fun, but it kind of smells at the same time too, and I don't want to be near it too long. Justice League is like kind of like putting uh, like making a, a smoothie and then forgetting to put the top on top of the blender. It just goes everywhere, and yet while you're cleaning it, you're like, you know what? You, like, you, you you take your finger, rub it against like, the wall, you're like, that's a pretty good smoothie. I can't enjoy it any really good way, though. but the potential was there for it.
2: Fascinating, the comparisons yes. we make.
0: Yes. Um, okay, anything else I want to say? Because I want to ask you guys about the theater-going experience about this. This is to both of you. So. Oh, man, I, got, so I had a great you? one. I had the exact opposite of that, but before we get into it, Mark oh, Zenger, do you have any other movie plot points or comic points do you want to address before we move to that final point?
2: Um, I feel like there, I'm trying to think of stuff I didn't address in our review or just kind of a different way to word it in this one. Um, cause, um, behind the scenes, we, we recorded about, um, three hours before this, the episode of Zingness, which will be out Monday. I had to then edit the episode. So needless to say, I've had a lot of, um, infinity for the day discussing, and I'm not going to reveal Ellie's opinion, but ooh, it's, it's an opinion. I look forward yeah, to hearing that. It's, it's, I, I, I uh, words. Um, <laughs> no, I mean, I, I, like I said I enjoyed the movie. The setup for Captain, Mar- Captain Marvel was like, yay, finally. Um, about five movies too late, but whatever. And, um, I think everyone had their moment, and I really enjoyed that. That everyone had their, like, it, with, with this giant cast, I feel everyone had their moment. Except for B- Vision, because I just felt his whole job in this movie was getting smacked around the entire time.
1: <laughs> it's just much, him, yeah. him,
2: him, him lurching from, oh no, I I'm getting beaten for some reason. To oh no, I'm getting beaten somewhere else for some reason.
1: To <laughs>
2: oh, I'm finally dead. Wait, what's going on?
1: You know, uh, now that you mentioned with Vision, uh, I'm I'm kind of this is just I don't know about you guys, but me personally, I'm kind of actually. Kind of nice to actually see them, you know, embrace that, uh, that you know, what's in the comics that Vision and Scarlet Witch, you know, actually have a romantic relationship and they yes. finally embrace that on the screen. It was hinted at in in Civil War, but you know, they finally do. Of course, we don't really actually see thought,
0: any development at all. But you know, I thought nice Mark was going to say, "I'm glad Vision's dead." I thought he was going to say, "I'm glad he's dead." guy no, can float well, through walls. The the
1: one question I do have is um. How is he able to go, go from that purple form to human form?
2: He can basically, like, he basically created his cape and everything. He can manipulate, basically, whatever's his body he can make himself intangible. I think him making himself to look like a human would be the most difficult thing in the world.
0: Right. Uh, if that's true, Zanger, why couldn't he just uh, turn in, like uh, his density when he gets stabbed by the Black Order?
2: Because their their weapons may interfere with... I think he pointed out that, it, that the weapons interfered with him being able to do that. Because I think he straight up said it shouldn't have been able to cut me. Oh, does he? Why okay, did it cut th- me?
0: Like, why would, if, if, if Vision can phase himself through matter, why doesn't he just like phase himself like 30 miles underground? Then no one can get to him.
2: I think there's a limit to how long he can stay like that, but yeah,
0: sure. Um, Plot device. See, not he still can fix that. <laughs> so i
1: love, I love doing wait, this what what is a speaking of vision what, what's he mad is he really human or he's vibranium that? vibranium Yeah, you know the, the wakandan stuff yeah
2: vibranium okay. and uh, other whatever else and hocus pocus magic well i know yes. he's also
1: he's taking on the personality of that ai unit that was in Tony jarvis. starks
2: jarvis but uh Uh, He's also a bit of Stark and a bit of um, Banner and a bit of Ultron and a bit of the internet
1: all mixed into one. Gotcha. All right. um, I see. So, yeah, I think that's pretty much all the – All right, and then there is the Gamora, you know, Peter Quill uh, on-screen kiss. Saddest death. Saddest death, and I'm done with
2: this. (laughs) All right. I, I I guess I don't have any other. There questions. is a wrong answer. Saddest death. Go. <laughs> saddest death. Yeah, saddest death in this movie.
0: No one's gonna stay dead, so none of the above. Wrong.
2: <laughs> Mark, would you like to
1: play? <laughs> Uh All right. Um, saddest death. Uh, Loki. That's that's incorrect. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Correct answer is Spider Man because man, that was Spider Man or Gamora because there's a there there's a level of confidence someone has at one point that then you can see leave their eyes instantly. Right. I don't think he's she's dead. laughing at him, going haha, you don't care about anything." Oh, shit. Well, I, I get
1: bleeped out. <laughs> uh-huh. I, I, I don't see that. <laughs> As I you should because that's the exact way to bleep that. All right. I don't see Spider-Man dying. I mean, after all, there's supposed to be a secret. It was
2: sad, though, because no, he was it like, Mr. Stark, as of right now, they're dead. I know that they'll come back, but as of right now, uh. they're dead. And that was a sad way for him to go. Sure. The little guy just wanted to be an Avenger. Damn. Even Thanos was like, get away from me, insect. And it's like, he's an arachnid. Get away uh. from me, man.
0: Can we all talk about the fact that after ever since Guardians of the Galaxy was announced... Everyone could not wait for Iron Man and Rocket Raccoon to share a scene together, and we did not don't. get that in this entire – every No, single because Rock uh. was too busy having a more
2: interesting scene with other people. Uh-huh. Like I said, like, I, only I two characters the, I
0: wanted to see together, I didn't uh, get.
2: No, the funny thing is there's so many like great moments that happen between other characters that I would have never expected. Like Peter Quill and Peter Parker being pop culture nerds from two different eras I thought was great. Uh, Thor, Groot, and Rocket had some good interactions. Rocket and um, Winter Soldier, or sorry, um, yeah, Winter Soldier had some great interactions. Uh, Groot and Captain America. One of the I didn't see that coming. Jokes was amazing. I'm Groot. I'm Steve Rogers. I was like, that's great because somehow, still Steve Rogers, like, is still a man out of time at moments. Right. So I, I I enjoyed Thor calling him a rabbit the entire time too.
0: <laughs> so yeah, at least it, at least they didn't hit Thor with a car. So I, sh- I guess I should be happy about that.
1: You guys find it weird that uh, Banner uh,
0: couldn't uh, transform
1: to the yes. Hulk? It's uh, that's that's another th-
2: thing. that I feel like the more you think about it, the more bugs. Me. The more I think about it, the more it bugs me.
1: Was there something that he was? No, he got over?
2: smacked around by the Hulk. Lost and decided to be a two-year two-year-old about it. once they have said that he has the mentality of a two-year-old, sometimes he got smacked around and decided I don't want to come out anymore because I don't want to have to get smacked around anymore. And it's like he—I don't know—it created it created an interesting dynamic for Banner to actually have like Banner to be a hero instead of it's like I have to rely on the Hulk. It's uh, Banner is doing a good job on his own. So I like that, but it, it was straight up because I think he got smacked around and was just like, I ain't coming out. I think he'll make a great co- What they could do with the story is make a great comeback to where when mm-hmm. he does have to face Thanos face to face, he comes out and is like round two and actually like fights him.
0: I think it's misleading. Though. You put Hulk on the poster. You put Hulk in the marketing. OK, OK. Uh, allow day. me to
2: say this because I did not. I definitely didn't say this on the Zing this episode. Um, this whole entire, they are purposely doing this stuff at this point, and I am loving every minute of them putting scenes that never happened, lines of dialogue that never happened, editing characters in, editing characters out of scenes, um not showing them any. i I love it because there's so many people that are speculating they know they're gonna do it, so they're like, screw this, we're just gonna meet them. We're just gonna gonna head them off at the pass and just put in a ton of red herrings everywhere that mean nothing in the end. And I think I, I think, the best moment that I am upset that we didn't get was the obvious Hulk busting out of the Hulk Buster armor because they even made a toy of that.
0: Yes, yeah. that would have been very cool. I was waiting for that to happen. It never happened.
2: Everyone was, and I think that was the. I think that was the get was there. Like everyone's expecting this. Let's not. Let's save it. Nothing
0: says quality entertainment like lying in the marketing.
2: Oh yeah, because Star Wars never did that at any point.
0: They didn't lie, blatantly lie. They didn't show something and not give it to us in the movie. Not intentionally. Uh, I haven't seen Solo yet. <laughs> well, the jury's still out on that. Yes. Rogue One did that, but I don't think that was because of anybody's... Um, I would imagine if Disney could have left that in the film, they would have. Anything else so I can talk about my movie theater experience?
2: Yes, yes, let's do this. I'm excited I'm, about dude. mine. I enjoyed mine a lot.
0: I admit that I can be a brinch sometimes. No, no way. Never. I know. I know. So like I've made a big point on this podcast. I think I've said it before, that um going to these movies, whether it be Star Wars or Marvel, seeing them at like the seven o'clock showing on Thursday, you get a really good crowd. Like Captain America Civil War was great. I did not see Doctor Strange at that time. I went like a normal afternoon showing. Um Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two was great. Um Sp- I saw Spider-Man Homecoming in the th- and this is when I started to notice things changed. Um, I, was, I, I felt like an old man in the theater. At 25 years old, I felt like uh, like, like an elderly person because like, everybody in the theater was like 20, and the theater reeked of pot. Um, I still can't figure this out to this day why you go to Spider-Man High, but that's just me. Yo, I saw Thor man. Ragnarok.
2: That guy yeah. swinging from a string.
0: Yeah, but it's like seven o'clock. Like, I, like, it's weird to get high at like six thirty in, like, in the afternoon and then go see like a movie like in a mall movie theater. This isn't like I'm not going to like a movie theater like behind like the alley where like they sell like, Lord knows what. It's like this is like in a mall movie theater. It's like brightly lit and there's a bunch of like retail stores around it. Like this is not like a shady place by any means um thor ragnarok i can't remember i don't think anything weird happened there i, I think it was a rather bland audience um but no what this is like i sat there i saw isle of dogs which i know zenger saw i saw the list yeah. i know for, that's a that's a patreon exclusive right it is all right so i'll never know how zenger feels about that movie um i liked isle of dogs i preferred it more, too, more than Infinity War. Um, I enjoyed Isle of
2: Dog. I want to watch more of Wes Anderson stuff now because reason. And it's one of his. Trust me, you. Know, uh, I've I've I've, I've, I've already was, heard. Nah, that. Nah. I've already heard that that um you're gonna go downhill.
0: Yeah, this is not indicative of his work as a whole. If you like this, I check out Fantastic Mr. Fox.
2: I've been told um, that one. I also want to see Steve Zissou.
0: Yeah, you might like that. I did that I, I haven't seen that in a while. I um, still can't get over that
1: Darjeel Unlimited that he made a couple of years ago. Uh. I, I
0: haven't <laughs> seen that, so I can't attest to that way. But anyway, though, so I saw Isle of Dogs until like around like 3, around like 5, 5, 5.30-ish, five I started waiting online for Infinity War. And as I'm there, like it was like a 6 o'clock show, and there was like a bunch of adults there. And like I started talking to people, it was, it was like, okay. And then they got led into their showing because it was like the regal, special, super-duper one where you get like – it would cost like $40 and get a coin. And so I'm sitting there and waiting, and as I'm waiting in line, like nobody wanted to talk. Like everybody, I like, go like Star Wars. You can talk to everybody, anybody. Everybody's just so overwhelmingly friendly. With this, like nobody wants to talk to each other. Like, the guy sitting next to me played Sudoku the entire time, and like there were a bunch of like, they had to be at least in their forties. There was a couple like other like they're they're older, obviously, and like like the, the movie theater was like much more organized compared to how they did the last Jedi and I turn around and I'm like, oh wow, like these people really know what they're doing compared to The Last Jedi. I'm like he's like I forgot to, what was the exact wording I used? I said something like, oh, this place was a mess for The Last Jedi. And this guy turned and goes, Yeah, I just like the movie itself. And even though the guy did not have a literal neck beard, the figurative neck beard he had from making that comment, it was like down to the floor. That's how bad it was. Like that's that's an aside though, but the neck beard was real, uh. um, and, and that just shows you the the narrative that's forming. Just let everybody know the narrative against the Last Jedi is there. It's it's up there with the prequel hatred now. Um, everybody hates that movie now, and don't be surprised mm. if that becomes the punching bag of the Star Wars saga going forward. Um, is going to be the greatest movie, movie ever made until episode 9. Last Jedi is going to be the punching bag for the foreseeable future. But that's neither here nor there. So anyway, though, so I go into the movie th- – like they listen to the movie I theater. I bet on the wrong
2: horse today.
0: <laughs> What's that in regards to?
2: Oh, just if, if Solo is bad and I've been vaguely trashing it for the longest time.
0: I, oh, it has nothing to do about quality. Because the Star Wars fan base will defend anything as long... I told you, they're going to have... Hun- Boba Fett's going to show up at the very end, or Han Solo's going to show up, and the idiot neckbeards are going to love it. Um, but anyway, though. So back to Infinity War. So Hi, our I the theater- listening
2: audience. Good to see you're still here. Oh, you're <laughs> gone? Okay.
0: No, they were gone after we stopped talking about Star Wars Resistance. True. I've made Star Wars references. See, we've all made Star Wars references. Anyway, though, Infinity War. Audience. Yes. So I get to the theater, and because I'm watching people pour in... I'm realizing that like the average age of the person in the movie theater is like 16. And I know that for a fact because if I heard it once Thursday night, I heard it a thousand times from different groups of people, was the phrase, and I quote, when graduation happens next month, end quote. I think that says it all. And, and I, I think that would imply that most of the audience was like 16, 17 years old. And as I was, and I'm not sure, okay, I give a little bit of context. When I, when I saw Watchmen, Zenger, what's your opinion on Watchmen? Use two sentences, three if you have to. The movie? Yes.
2: Zack Snyder. Um, it is watchable. If you read the comic, it's a different medium. I completely understand why the changes were made, and I'm fine with the movie overall. Okay,
0: good. Thank you. So when I saw I saw Watchmen when I was a junior in high school, and my friend Sal came with us um backstory for sal he thought everything was funny no matter what it was in life everything was hysterical to him no matter what it was you could be at a funeral or a morgue he found it absolutely hysterical he's just one of those people watch like, i was looking forward to watch Ben like hardcore looking forward to that movie he laughed that movie's like what two and a half hours singer yeah something like that if not longer. he laughed through all two and a half hours of it you know what kills a movie for you more than anything? You're trying to enjoy a movie and somebody's just constantly laughing. people are someone's just what's the word? Overreacting to everything that's happening on the screen, and that's what happened with this. I and I'm not comparing Infinity War to Watchmen. I understand that is a uh, incorrect. It's not even an apple to, apples to oranges comparison. How would you describe that second? That's like a Soup-to-nuts comparison. It's not even in the same realm, would you agree? Yes. Okay. So, the preview came on for Deadpool, which I would imagine anybody who's sitting through a 7.30 Thursday night... Anybody who's sitting through a Thursday night 7.30 p.m. showing for the Avengers has most likely seen the Deadpool 2 trailer. And, well, this is my first indicator with the audience I had. The trailer ends with some guy in, like, a windbreaker... In like polo shirt, saying, uh, "Showing up." And Deadpool goes, "Hi, I'm co- Peter." And he goes, he says something like that. He goes, "I'm here for the job interview." And Deadpool goes, "What are your superpowers?" And I goes, "Well, I have none. I just showed up." And Deadpool goes, "You're hired." And the next shot is the guy just skydiving.
2: Oh, My great audience,
0: scene. Okay, maybe, maybe Zenger was it. Mean, Zenger, were you in Poughkeepsie, New York, on the night of April 26, by any chance? Yes. Well, that would explain a lot because I have never heard in my life a room full of people uh, – what is a, a further degree of uh, hysterical laughter than that? What, what is the, the dialed up to 11th degree of describing laughter? Twirtling. Like, what was it? Twirtle. Is that actually a term?
2: I believe it means to laugh.
0: Okay, does that mean like the most extreme form of that, of laughter? I'm,
2: I'm looking it up. I'm okay, looking up do. the most extreme form of laughter.
0: All right. Okay, until Zenger gives us a correct term, we're just going to use that as the applicable definition of it. So my audience had extreme laughter at that. I've never heard people find some one moment that really isn't that funny, hysterical. It's not a joke. It's just a guy skydiving. That, that, that was hysterical to them. And I kind of at that moment said, oh, dear Lord, what am I getting myself into? And as the movie progressed, obviously, if you're listening to this, you've seen the film. The audience sat there, overreacted to everything. I'm pretty sure the audience thought they were filming the movie alongside the actors because there were certain points where certain portions of the crowd were trying to out. React other portions of the crowd, like when Captain America shows up for the first time in the train station. I'm not kidding. There was like 60 seconds of applause. I have no idea. I could not hear a single thing that happened. Like at the moment where what's his name? Uh, Aaron Rodgers catches Proxima Midnight's staff. From that moment until like the moment where like the two of them like the two Black Order retreat. I could not hear any do- I could not hear any sound. Because all it was was clapping, and like there would be certain points. Like you think, like, usually when you like people applaud, like there is that moment where it starts to like uh, recess, and it kind of lulls into like not silence, but everybody gets quiet again. I'm not kidding you. Certain portions with the crowd, and it was sold out. This theater sold out, and it was it was it was one of the larger auditoriums. You're dealing with I think around 350 people in here. I mean, honestly, they were competing, like the theater was, certain sections was competing with the other because they were applauding so loud at that moment. And that was the most pronounced example of it, but when, like, I mean, I'm not making this up. Every single time a major character appeared, we applauded for 30 seconds. Like, and I mean, and this is a movie that's all that, it, that's all the movies made up of is major characters. All they did was freaking applauded everything. It's like Captain America shows up on screen for the fifth time in the movie. We applauded for ev- not wait, I didn't applaud. But like it's like I get it getting being excited though. But the character is on the poster. You know they're in this movie. After they show up like after like the seventh time, you don't need to applaud anymore. And I'm not talking about one person doing this. I'm talking about the collective room doing this. And I think that's part of the reason why I did not enjoy this film. Because going back to the Watchmen analogy, the very next day I went to go see Watchmen again and I appreciated it like tenfold compared to the first time because it was not ruined. Because of the reaction of somebody in the audience. With, with Watchmen, it was one person. With Infinity War, it was the entire audience that did this. And I think that might have ruined them. I, I do wanna see this again. Um, I usually, when it comes to MCU films, I usually do not like them walking out. But when I rewatch them on home video, I usually do. Like, I did not like Thor Ragnarok until I rewatched it when I got it on Blu ray and I enjoyed it much more. Um, I think half that's because I like, actually can hear the dialogue, and you don't have 300 morons applauding every single time Thor w- turns around. Like I said, I, I, like I, said and I think that might have tainted my opinion on this movie.
2: And by the way, I looked it up. I say the word we should use is titter. Titter, okay. Yes, they were all thrown into a violent titter
0: there you go folks you heard it here first titter is now the most extreme form of laughter because it makes me la it makes me t- titter to hear the word titter so guys am, am i am i a grinch is that like again i've been to movies like like this did not happen during the last jedi it did not happen during rogue one it happened a little bit during force awakens like like every single time han solo showed up in that movie like we had to applaud him
2: i've only, I think, had an applaud once in one of the movies I've been to. Really? I've had so applause that- at the end for multiple, but, like, I think there was only one time, like, in the movie, there was a stop for an applause.
0: Well, I experienced—would uh, you say that is rather unique, or it, you would say, or does this happen everywhere? We we applaud every moment of the movie. I
2: don't think you need to applaud every moment of the movie.
0: Especially like want- in a
2: theater, it's just— especially, in a theater opening night, I feel like I would have lost it, and it sucks because since I have movie pass, I would not have been able to get my money back or be like, able to I, get a free ticket because I would have been like that was god awful.
0: Because like, I don't, it's like, this is interesting. Like, I'm not a grinch in that sense. Like I do like, like I love going to Rogue One and the Last Jedi because you do want that authentic response from the audience. Like I like, again I'm not I'm not saying oh I want everyone to be silent. I'm not saying that though. But like this audience, like the people and it's also worth knowing maybe again, maybe it was a fact that it was like I made fun of Zenger. I think we I don't know, we might have recorded it maybe. But like Zenger's like, oh I'm going you what what, Friday morning, Friday yeah. afternoon? All right, and I made fun of him. You know what? After this, I'm probably never going to a seven o'clock Thursday night showing of a Marvel film ever again. I'm, I, I am 99.9% certain I'm never going to do that again because between what happened with Spider Man, like I said, Thor wasn't that memorable, which leads me to believe it wasn't that good if I didn't remember it, the experience of it. And now this. And then at the same time, though, is that like, even during, like, at the end of the movie when they're all dying, there were people crying in the theater over, over the characters dying. Did you have that in your theater, Zenger? I
2: don't think so. I sat yeah, up not- close to the front, though. I'm not. It's not ringing a bell that. I mean, I there probably was. I just probably wasn't paying close enough attention because I was trying to pay attention to the movie at that point.
0: But like, but it's, like I said, just like I don't want to harp on this too long. But it's just like I like, can. They were crying, and I'm not just talking about one person. Like, the people next to me were literally freaking – like, every time something happened, like, both sides of me were freaking out. And I'm not talking about, like, like yelling. Obviously, that when, they, when they finally finished applauding um, two hours into the movie and when things all started to hit the fan, like, they weren't applauding anymore. But, like, everything was, like like – not gasping, but it was just—they uh, were actually like jumping in their seats, like I, like not just like 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 startled once, like they, they couldn't—they were restless, like they were constantly just wrestling in their seat and they couldn't sit still. And it's like that's one thing if you're by yourself in a half-empty theater, but like when you're crowded and like everybody, it just like everyone was just so over the top in their reaction. Like it, if I didn't know anybody, I swear these people think they were trying to compete with the actors when it came to acting. They were just everything was just so exaggerated, hyperbolic, over the top, in like it's this weird ways we all know when it comes to social media. I think everyone was trying to outdo each other for reacting to the movie. Because that's my only explanation for it. Because normal people when they go to a movie theater do not have to react to literally every moment in the movie. When Snoke gets cut in half in The Last Jedi, that's a reaction moment. When Tony Stark gets stabbed by his own armor that's a reaction moment when Spider-Man dies, that's a reaction moment when Captain America is walking through Avengers base in New York with Scarlet Witch vision and Black Widow. That's not a 45 second applause moment. That's not normal. And I, and I think that's just people try. Like I guess I wouldn't be surprised considering that all these kids go to the same high school. I would not be surprised if these kids make bets to say, let's see how long we can make the applause last.
2: Yeah, that sounds about right.
0: Like, again, and I think that's part of the reason why I did not like this is because I couldn't hear half of it. And then after after, like, the first hour, you, you realize, oh, dear Lord, they're going to do this throughout the entire movie. It ruined because, you know, because you start anticipating it. And it's like, oh, God, I'm not going to be able to enjoy this. Do I does that make me a Grinch?
2: I would not have been happy with
0: it. All right. Thank you. So that's not OK. Just to make OK. So that's not normal by any means. So no, thank you. I don't feel bad. I don't feel as bad now. Give me, give me reality. Give me a, a base point that's actually realistic.
2: So I went to. I went at noon. I'm lucky I got there. When I dig. I'm pretty sure that one sold out. Even though they were having like I think every other, <laughs> like every thirty minutes there was another one going. But I got there. Ran into the guy who used to run our our well the. There still is a comic book store in our town, but the he used to run the one that I used to go to a lot. Ran to him. Me and him sat through the movie. We're both huge nerds. We both were talking about it beforehand. Sat there in like almost complete silence beside each other. Every now and then, you'd hear one of us utter like, "Oh, oh shit," or like, "Whoa," or like we we like fist bump like just back of our fist, you know, hit each other's hands for certain things, just stuff like that. Just a basic, you know, going seeing the movie, and it was fun. I enjoyed it.
0: So you didn't um, applaud for two minutes when Peter Dinklage showed up.
2: No, I just kind of mouth called it.
0: That I can get behind.
2: Though he did, he said his his guess that it was going to be a bloodbath of people dying. And I was like, oh, I don't know. And then it at the been. end, he went. He at the end he went called it, and I was like, dang it! It
0: should have been a bloodbath. It was. No, it wasn't. It was, it was like a dust like, bath. It was a it was, dust
2: it, was, bath. It, was, it was. It was like you had a chinchilla there, and you needed to get it cleaned. So Thanos snapped his fingers, and
0: it was like a dust go. ball. Yeah, that's that's a history reference for all you out there. All right, I think we lost Mark. I think Mark's like, you know what? I'm tired of this guy talking. F him. I'm gonna go uh, not buy the Kessel Run Millennium Falcon. All right, I'm here, so listen. <laughs> how was your movie theater going experience, Mark?
1: Well, fine. I mean, yeah, you know, wife and I we went Friday night, and got popcorn, fine. Got our no, seats. No, that's right. Never asked that only how hers was. Yeah, we. Uh, She's not as big into Marvel as I am, but yeah, it's fine. Uh, yeah, there's a theater close by to where we live. It's about like 10, 15 minutes away. It's not very big, but it is a Regal Cinemas. Um, and they have assigned seating, so yeah, oh, so um, Painting. Yeah, I, I pretty much have. am able to get you know decent seats, um, unless you know if I buy movies on if I buy tickets on time, you know early in
0: advance, and it was, uh, it was fine. You didn't have morons applauding everything? Uh,
1: you know what? Um, I think there were some, like, when a, when a character, like, popped up, like, like, when, like, uh, you know, um, for example, like, Captain America shows up on screen, you know, people were like, woo, or something like that.
0: But there wasn't 45 minutes of applause for him every single time he showed up throughout the entire movie? No,
1: no, I, we don't have morons like that.
0: But um, uh, how jealous I am of your you two's theater going experience.
1: Yeah, we don't have morons like that.
0: Well, sometimes we do. Um,
1: it was kind of like that when I saw The Force Awakens, but that wasn't another theater. It was an AMC theater. That uh, I get though. Oh yeah.
0: Well, because that's at least, like, a once-in-a-lifetime thing, seeing all the original three characters. Like, all these characters right. are going to show up again. It's like, there's nothing... Yeah, it's not like
2: there was a, like, TV spot or, you know, trailers that showed that Captain America was going to be in this movie.
0: Yes. Or he's on the poster. Yeah. Or that he's been on t- every single, like, late-night talk show, hyping it. I think there was, like, a... Oh, God, what was the movie called? Uh, uh, Mis- Machete? With um, Danny yeah. Trejo? Yeah. There was a... Co- there, uh, there's a commentary track on the Blu-ray of, like, they put, like, a microphone in a theater, like, opening night and record, like, the audience's reaction to the whole movie. And so it's, like, it's like a commentary track you can play so you can, like, hear the audience response to him, like, disemboweling someone and then using their intestines, like, swinging, like, break through a window with it. Someone should have done that in my theater. And, then, like, as you're listening within like, Infinity War, half of you like, are you sure they just didn't record, like, a sporting venue or, like, like a Super Bowl or – yeah. Or something like that. Cause I think that's what my thing would eventually just sound like. It'd just be people screaming and yelling for no reason, and then crying because um, a fictional character temporarily disappeared for uh, a year. You're You're a mean one. One. Mr. Mr. Grinch. Grinch. Very much. So. Da, 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 da. That's gonna be that's gonna be the end the song for this. It's gonna be uh you're a me one. But anyhow,
1: uh, yeah. So. <laughs> but yeah, no. Goodbye. <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Banana with a greasy black peel. Right, I'm gonna I'm gonna give a reference. I'm gonna give I'm gonna say something. Um, try to guess to see what this is a reference of, real quick.
2: Oh, playing this game now.
1: All right, seven seven point eight. Too much water. Oh,
2: are we talking about Waterworld? No. Oh, right.
1: Know. No one would ever give a movie that movie over a two. No, you don't. You don't. You don't hear this. Um, seven point eight. Uh, too much water. You don't know the the, the reference of this? No. Nah. All right, I'll tell you. Um, all right, it, it has—it's a Pokemon reference. Um, it has to
0: do with—of uh, course it is. Uh,
1: IGN giving uh, the remakes of Pokemon Ruby and Sapphire, giving them the, what do they call Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire. They gave them a, they, they gave that—they gave a review of these remakes and they gave them a seven point eight. And one of the criticisms was too much water. <laughs> So it has been a running joke with the Pokemon world, with the Pokemon franchise ever since. And they actually included this phrase in in, uh, in Pokemon Sun and Moon as some reference. Um, when you take, it's like a little mini game in that in those games that where you take like pictures of Pokemon, and then you know you get scored on. And then you know one of them is seven point eight too much water. The scores are basically just comments, people giving comments. And uh, but anyways, I'm just. Uh, I just wanted to throw that out there because it is kind of a funny reference. If you're into Pokemon, at least.
0: How does that tie into this?
1: It doesn't. Uh, it doesn't. I just said seven <laughs> I just said...
0: Um, I can't wait for him to this to Infinity War. I'm like, what am I missing?
1: The score, 7.8. That's how that ties into it. it's
2: Rotten Tomato right now? We're not going to look at Rotten Tomato scores. No. no,
0: they're all 10 out of 10. The audience score is 100% in the uh, critical score is 112 percent because yes
2: because all the haters can't get tickets right now because they're all sold out yeah